Today on Locked on A's, I have a very special guest returning to the show. It is Cole Irvin. So we're going to ask him a bunch of invasive questions and have a lot of fun today. Get ready for it, you guys. You are Locked on A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 387 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, I got Cole Irvin back on the show. What a fantastic treat for all of us. So, Cole, how are you doing, man? I can't complain. Uh, You know, just watching a little bit of hockey, as you can tell by the hat. And, uh, you know, just hanging out, hanging out here on the podcast. So, I mean, we're, we're having a good time. Before I ask you any questions, I got to thank everybody for making the Locked On A's their first listen of the day. We're free and available on all platforms. Uh, follow the, follow the show wherever you want to. We're on YouTube. If you're watching, obviously come watch Cole Irvin on YouTube. Um, and we are also on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. Cole, where can the people find you on social media and any channels you would like to plug? Yeah, uh, just uh, Swervin underscore Irvin19, just like my last name is spelled uh, on my social medias on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, now I am on YouTube. I'm streaming live uh, at least once a week. Mondays, I'm doing this iRacing thing called Monday Night Racing. I'm racing with uh, Dale Jr., uh, Kyle Busch, uh, some really notables and currently in the NASCAR scene. Uh, Daryl Waltrip called the broadcast of the last race. So uh, there's there's some notable people in uh, Bernard Pollard, Super Bowl champion, is in on it. So, uh, But yeah, you guys can find me live on Mondays uh, on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash C for whatever reason, forward slash Cole Irvin. Uh, or you just type in Cole Irvin on the search bar, scroll a couple times because there's obviously baseball videos that are above my channel right now. Eventually that'll change. But once you see the check mark next to Cole Irvin, you'll be able to find me just fine. I like it. All right. So I got to start you off with something that's been haunting me since we last talked. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time we talked, we talked about your intro, your walk-up music, mm-hmm. your your warm-up music. And you said that your yes. mom wanted it to be I'm all right. The Caddyshack theme song. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. y- you did not seem very excited about that. And then shortly after I talked to you, I had the A's PA announcer, Amelia Schimmel on the, on the, on the show. And I was like, Hey, can you make that happen? Can you play that while he's warming up one day? And to my knowledge, it has never happened. Why is that Cole Irvin? Well, so one of my good buddies, uh, I'm not sure if you're into country music, those that watch the show. I'm not sure if you're into country music, but uh, LV Shane uh, released his EP at the beginning of the season, like right when season hit. And uh, County Roads was a song that he was going to basically allow me to use before he released the EP. And when he released that, um, I was like, well, there's no hesitation. I got to support my buddy. Uh, so LV Shane County roads, uh, he just released his new album, uh, backslider, uh, literally a couple weeks ago. So, um, I'm just supporting him. Uh, he just, his, uh, song, my boy, uh, 
what he's known for right now just uh, went gold. So, and was number one on the uh, country music charts, I believe, or top 10, I know for sure. So uh, just supporting him. That's why I ended up going with County Roads. And you know what? It's not a bad track either. And I, I think we talked after your first spring training start, mm-hmm. it was right before your second spring training start. And you said that your friend had an album that was going to release. And so that, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll support allow, my buddy. Next year, next year, I'm listening for the Caddyshack theme song. Right. <laughs> we well, can make it happen. Right, so, Last offseason, you were fighting for a spot in the big leagues. And then in 2021, you made 32 starts for the A's. You're a reliable member of the A's rotation. Things have changed. How are you approaching this offseason differently than you did last offseason? Well, I'm giving myself a little bit more rest. Um, You know, I had for for the 2020 season, I had three and a third competitive innings. I guess in the major leagues, I mean, we had the alternate site, but really alternate site was very spring training esque. So the, the wear and tear and the, the high leverage innings, um, just weren't the same. So, uh, best way to put it is I'm just trying to give myself some rest and, and recover enough for going into the next season. Um, but had a great, found a great, uh, facility near, near me that does a lot of treatment that, uh, the team does. So, uh, we're, we're in, we're in a good shape and just trying to recover from the season. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's a good thing that my body is not necessarily, uh, shocked by that inning load. Um, at least going into yeah. the 2020 season, I had multiple years of 160 plus innings. Mm-hmm. So that kind of helps going into, you know, this past year where mm-hmm. I had 170 plus. So it was, uh, it was nice to get back to that regular workload. And, and so now I'm just getting ready to start throwing again. Uh, as soon as December hits, it's, uh, back to, back to throwing and, and getting my work done. There you go. And we're still in the early stages of the off season, but what is your plan to get ready for 2022? Are you focusing on the mental side? I know you're a cerebral pitcher. We are trying to outthink where to put put the ball and all that stuff where you can beat them to their spot. Uh, and are you trying to go with how to pitch guys? Are you focusing up on building up your arm strength a little bit more for another full season? Are you working on a new pitch or focusing on sequencing your pitches better? What What is your plan? What does the next couple of months entail? Well, when I get back into it, um, you know, right now it's, I'm in my strength phase, so I'm trying to get stronger, trying to get bigger, trying to, uh, lean out a little bit more. Uh, I feel a little bit more comfortable at like 220, um, okay. even 225 range, which is where I'm at right now. Um, so uh, in terms of the weight wise, I'm kind of more focused on my strength schedule and my, my weightlifting program right now and, and my range of motion of the rest of my body. So doing yoga, uh, just a bunch of different things to keep my body stretched out and feeling good. Um, but when we get back to throwing, um, I'm going to uh, incorporate a cutter. I'm going to mess around with that uh, January and spring training um, just because I think it'd be a good a pitch for my arsenal um, on top of my slider. The slider actually ended up being a really good pitch towards the end of the year. So I just need to brush up on that and then just uh, focus on what what made me good last year, which was staying down in the zone and executing where I needed to. And there were just games that I didn't have that that command so i mean really it's just moving forward trying to trying to just balance it all and 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 get better and um you know hopefully hopefully we're you know fighting for 
for another postseason chance this, this next year. I know there's a quite a few guys that we've had go to free agency, so we'll see what happens. But, you know, players are completely in the dark on that stuff. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. That is code LOCKED ON, one word, all caps, LOCKED. On And they have you covered from basketball to football to the NHL, boxing and UFC right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your favorite sports. And that's because, say it with me, bet online is where the game starts. Uh, you, you alluded to it a little bit, but my next question actually was a little bit about a specific pitch. And by the numbers, your curveball wasn't necessarily your best pitch last season. Um, and when you did, you feel like you were struggling with it at all, or was it just kind of a show me pitch? How do you go about the numbers? Say what they say. I don't know if you if you believe the numbers or anything like that. But when you struggle with a pitch, are you focusing on trying to get a new pitch like you said you were working on a cutter are you trying to focus on a new grip for this pitch that you already have uh do you since you only use it i think it was three percent of the time is it just a show me pitch so that you can get better with your other offerings and then whatever happens with the curveball happens uh how do you mentally approach that is something that i'm very very curious about yeah and well here's the thing with the curveball the curveball um, we got away from, you know, middle part of the season because we didn't really need it. Um, and, and that's not saying that it wasn't good. It wasn't saying that it, but really the curveball is, is to, is to get the velocity change. Um, and it's good when it's down and a couple times left it up and the 3% usage makes numbers look worse than it actually is. Um, mm-hmm. cause I actually had a lot of success with it, but I think mm-hmm. the expected expecting, slug on it was high. So, I mean, mm-hmm. really, really, I mean, we're splitting hairs, uh, because maybe one, one of those pitches was actually a really good pitch, just got hit for a home run, just wrong timing of usage of the pitch. So, you know, I try not to look into that stuff too much. I yeah. think, I think the curveball is just a good offering when I do have multiple pitches, um, for velocity change, because I mean, yeah. I got my change up, I got my slider, now, when I'm throwing a good fastball, when the velocity's up, that curveball really does play because now we're talking about a 92 mile an hour fastball on this 70 mile an hour curveball mm-hmm. that plays that 90 mile an hour or 92 mile an hour fastball is like 95, and it's, it's the expected velocity uh, is the reason why I keep that curveball in my arsenal. And there's some guys that that believe it or not, like just don't hit curveballs or just don't hit sliders. And it's, and it's not anything other than that's just the way their swing works. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you throw the curveball, you make a good pitch and it gets hit out and they just, mm-hmm. it's the one time against the scouting report that says, Hey, the scouting report says he has not had a hit on a curveball in two <laughs> years and you throw it 
and you're the guy that ends up getting with the curveball hit in two years <laughs> for a home run. So granted, like we're doing our homework. It's not that I'm yeah. trying to throw bad pitches. It's yeah. The numbers in our on our end say, hey, this is a good guy to throw it to. These guys are not. And so that's kind of why you see the 3% usage. Um, I, the, the reason I want to add a cutter kind of just going, kind of moving it in a different direction is, is I have, I have the sink. I have a hard fastball in on righties. I can get it in there. Fine. I want that. I want that a little bit more. And, and so I want, I want to add a little bit more of a, a hard um, cutter in and a guy that you see do it well is, or two guys that you see do it well is uh, Lester and uh, Keiko, just to kind of reference mm-hmm. a couple guys that use a good cutter um, that are pretty good pitchers um, <laughs> that may pitch similarly to kind of how I do. Um, so there's, there's a little bit of that. Uh, the reason why I just kind of, I see guys have success with it and a lot of people talk about it. Um, and I think it's time that, uh, for me to take my my next step in my career is is to use it and and get comfortable with it and there might be a couple growing outing growing pain outings with yeah. it um, and so but that's why we have spring training that's why we have you know preseason and so we're we're ready to go we'll be, we'll be ready to lock that in when we get to it I, I definitely make sure during spring training to see like if if a home run gets allowed or something like. What pitch was it? What is it? Would it be you know Cole Irvin's cutter in 2022? Is that the pitch that allowed the home run? Uh, you you got to take spring training stats as they come and see what 100%. guys are sitting on. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I learned a lot about what to do during spring training this year from uh, Bassett and uh, Frankie. I mean, this past year they they kind of showed me. You know, they were just strictly working on things. And that, I guess that comes with the territory of having a solidified uh, rotation spot, not saying that mine yeah. is. But I, I think it does add some value and add some help to to be able to work on those things and, and get better as a, as a pitcher. And, and so against, you know, professional hitters. So it's one thing to yeah. do it against, you know, your local junior college or is what I do. You know, for for to get a couple innings under my belt before we get to spring training, but it's one thing to throw it against those guys, but it's another thing to throw it against professional hitters. So, um, you know, we'll see how spring training goes. We we got a little bit of time till then, but uh, other than that, I mean, that's kind of what we've been working on is just is kind of looking. I've been kind of diving into the numbers of what a cutter can do in certain times. um, It can be used, so um, I think it's going to be a great pitch for me moving forward. I like it. I mean. I believe that I actually suggested maybe a cutter at some points because I was looking at like little things that guys could tweak. And I, I feel like Cole Irvin with a cutter, I liked it. It, it was just that slight difference. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's really, I mean, it's kind of what Chris Bassett does is he just misses <clears throat> barrels. That's, that's his game. And yeah, I think that that great way. Now to I am curious. I am. I know he missed, I know he missed a lot of barrels and now I'm curious how many barrels I missed that ended up for hits. Because oh, I feel like yes. my exit velocity <laughs> was, I mean, I had a lot of hits that were given up on just weak contact. And I'm just like, what can I do? So I I'm hoping that that cutter makes miss barrels, miss bats. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll see. It's just, just broken bat singles down the third baseline. Uh, oh, or just times. into no man's land. Hey, another thought. I heard. I'm not sure where I saw this, but it was like 
I was reading somewhere or watching something. I don't remember, but it was about Jim Edmonds, who was my favorite player growing up. Mm -hmm. And it was about Jim Edmonds playing as shallow as he did. He wanted to eliminate the no man's land hits Mm -hmm. and basically said, if anything was hit over his head anyway, it was already going to be an extra base hit. And I was like thinking about the logic behind that. And I went, well, nowadays outfielders are pretty quick. So it's like, I'm trying to think where the logic is. I guess we're trying to take, I don't, I mean, I'm just more so throwing out a topic conversation because I think it's interesting that an outfielder, like he was saying, like, look, you're playing guys are, he said, guys are playing too deep right now. And a lot of hits are coming in or a lot of weak contact fly balls that should be out or used to be outs are now hits. And I went, Oh, that is, I I started kind of looking at things and and I started thinking about it and went, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so, and it makes sense because when the ball does get hit over your head, it's a double, you know, with the Trey Turners of the world, it's a triple, right? Like it's, so I was just like, I wonder if that would, is like going to be the next thing is bringing outfielders back in. I just, think that it kind of depends, and, and you'll probably know better than I, but like right. if Ramon Laureano feels more comfortable coming in than going out, maybe that's how, how I that would, plays. I would think that majority of guys prefer coming in a lot more than going out. I think that that could be maybe why it happens a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, they're like, oh, they can cover more ground coming in than they can going back, and Ramon seems to do just fine going back, and Jim oh, he's fun. made a career of going back. So yeah, well, that's why he, that's why he brought it up. He's like, I yeah. enjoyed playing balls back. I hated coming in, and yeah. it makes a lot of sense of why he played the way he did. But I mean, he made a great career out of it. I'll tell you that <laughs> he did really, really well. Uh, so I got to transition into. Being an A's player has to be very, very awkward right now because there's all of the stuff. Uh, we'll get into some of the stuff, but um, you got the CBA, which is for all players, right. potentially coming to a close here in the next couple of weeks. And then you got j- just that uncertainty. And then there's a lot of rumors surrounding the A's and where they're going to be playing in the future. And some of you or your teammates may be traded. Uh, there's a lot of just stuff going around right now. How do you? How does that impact you or the team, your teammates? How does that impact you guys? It's tough, you know, because you don't want to see guys go. I think it'll start with that um, because I, I really, for me, coming in, traded first year with the team, the the nucleus of this team was just so fun to be around. Uh, I mean, there's nothing but great, great guys, great teammates. Um, you know, in that clubhouse. So just, just knowing that some of them are not going to be a part of the team next year is tough. And especially with the free agents. I mean, we, all the guys we brought in, uh, Canna, yeah. I mean, shoot, there's the 13 guys that we don't have <laughs> coming back. Uh, I enjoyed every aspect of playing with every single one of them. So, um, you know, I guess this is my first taste of a potential rebuild or first taste of, uh, you know, being a part of, you know, a, a great group of guys that, you know, are more so not just your teammates, but your friends off the field. I mean, we had, uh, when we were in Colorado, uh, I suggested to a couple guys and it ended up being 10, uh, that we all go on a fly fishing trip, uh, to Colorado or on the off day. So we all went fly fishing. Um, and there was 10 of us. So we had two vehicles that drove us out, uh, 
man, it was so fun. Like that stuff, like, I don't know. I, I don't know many teams uh, if teams did stuff like that. And obviously I've only been a part of two. So uh, just knowing <laughs> that there's that camaraderie um, in the game and, and those types of guys um, it, on, on this team specifically, it's, it's, it's going to be sad if we do let a lot of those guys go. And, and but I understand why, why we got to do it um, now. The whole Oakland stuff, just I can't think about it because it's like I, I'm an Oakland A, and as long as we're in Oakland, that's that's the team I that's the team, the city, and the place I gotta love, and and I love the city of Oakland ever since being traded, and so for me it'll be a little heartbreaking um, if if uh, you know paths do go a separate way, but you know players don't have much intro you know info on that, so. Uh, as long as we're in Oakland, you know, you know, for, from my end, I'm going to do everything I can to make Oakland a, a better place, try to donate where I can and, and help in communities that I can. And um, I know Kristen and I last year, my, my fiance, we, we donate a lot to the animal shelters um, mm-hmm. locally. Um, we do a lot of stuff quietly, um, but that's one of the things that I, that I want to vocalize is all the, all the animal shelters in, in the Oakland Bay, you know, East Bay area. We, we donated blankets, dog food, um, and, and just trying to help the animals and stuff. Uh, and I know COVID was tough on a lot of animal shelters. So, so we just tried to help there. Um, so next year we'll try to be a little bit more involved in, in community outreach and stuff. Uh, I know, uh, TK has got a lot of good stuff going on. So, yeah. um, so yeah. I'm going to try to jump on his train and try to help him out a little bit, hopefully. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I love Oakland. I've loved being there. Um, the town's been great to me and Kristen. And so, um, I, I just, I've enjoyed it. That's cool. Um, I had a, oh yeah. Didn't, didn't weren't you just like last week with the Oakland kids team or was that a couple of weeks ago? I, I don't, I saw it. A couple of yeah. days ago, so, so so my hometown during the off season, uh, I got a text, random text from my buddy. He goes, "Hey, my friend's son's little league team is the Oakland A's. Could you? They made the playoffs. Can you show up?" I'm all like, "Yeah, for sure." So I brought a box <laughs> of baseballs uh, to sign and gave them a little pep talk about enjoying the moment, having fun. Like I think it was a eight year, eight year old team, a nine year old team. And, uh, they, the best question that I had a parent tell me that a kid asked was, is he real? (laughs) (laughs) And the best part was, is when I rolled up, when I rolled up onto the little league game, like it was awesome because I rolled up and the kid, the first baseman, little first baseman was playing in the mud pile, like the little, and I'm just like, this is everything that little league is supposed to be like That's the, amazing. Coach, the dads and coaches taking it really serious. The kids not paying attention. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. So I guarantee you there's going to be at least one major leaguer in that group. I'll tell you that that was a lot of fun. Uh, I love that. Um, so I looked up your exit velocities and Bassett did have you beat. Um, you <laughs> Your your average was eighty nine point three, which is still good. And then uh, his average was eighty seven point six. So Dang I don't it. know to answer your specific question about broken bat singles. I'd have to do a lot more research. Oh, there'd be there'd be a, oh yeah, there'd be a lot more research. I'm I'm not even considering looking into that data. I'm just more so like it felt like there was a crap load. Just have Billy do it. Be like, hey, Billy, what are you doing this offseason? Nothing here. Go. Yeah, you know what? I'll send him a text. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's not yeah, busy yeah. right now. Yeah, he's not busy. What? <laughs> what? You got the winter meetings coming up? Maybe we don't even know. If they get canceled, definitely shoot him that text. <laughs> uh, all right. So I do have to ask one <laughs> toughish question. Uh, it's it's not a secret that the Mariners had your number in 2021, and the thing that I am most intrigued or interested in is. Was there one guy that when he stepped into the box, you were like, this guy again? Really? All right. Well, let's go. It, it, what, was there one guy on that team? No, no, there no. really wasn't. I mean, it was just, it was just one of those things. That I, I just, there seems to be for me, one team every year that just, I cannot, cannot get out. And I just struggle with, and it just, it's just unfortunate that it was a team in our division. And I felt like a lot of the games that I pitched against them and I had four, four, maybe five. Um, it was, I think it was five actually. Now that I'm thinking about it. I had five starts where I went zero and five against the team and, and, you know, I want to perform better. And so um, I let it get to me. That, that was the biggest thing. And so, but again, it's, this was last year and, and now I've yeah, kind of exactly. had some time to move on. I'm thinking about what I need to do for next year. And I'm not, I'm not necessarily thinking about uh, the team in a whole. I'm, I'm just thinking about, uh, you know, trying to find ways to get better and, and clean areas I need to clean up. Um, so that's, that's really it. I mean, it's not really a tough question either. Cause I mean, it was just during the year, I put a lot of pressure on myself to perform well and, and help, help our team get into the postseason. And September, I just had a numbers wise, it wasn't a good month. And so, um, I want to finish stronger than I did. And, um, I thought my second half was, was pretty, pretty tough just in general. I just kind of lost rhythm if that's the best way to put it. And so, yeah. um, you know, I just kind of know what a major league season as a starter entails now and what it takes to takes to go through that. So hopefully this year, um, and I know this year is going to be a lot better just because of experience. Um, once you have any experience in anything anyone does, like the more comfortable you feel. So uh, yeah. that'll, that'll be good for next year. I just, you know, it was just a thorn in my side and I had to address it when I did. And unfortunately it came out the way it did. And, um, you know, it is what it is. It was just a lot of pressure I was putting on myself. And now that I've had time to kind of just decompress, we're good. (laughs) We're really good now. So we're fine. Yeah. It's all good. Um, okay. I I said that that was the tough question. Here's the toughest question for you personally, Cole Irvin. Um, Mm -hmm. last time we talked, we established, and you're obviously doing it right now. Uh, you're a big red wings fan. You, you love the Detroit Red Wings. So my question is, I want to know if you get to start your own hockey franchise, who are you starting with? Lucas Raymond or Mo Sider? Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I like both. I, I really have enjoyed watching. Our, I, no, give me a second. I got to explain. Okay. 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 <laughs> Lucas and and Cider, oh my gosh, they're they're just great players. I've enjoyed watching the youth of our team this year so far. It's been so fun. Keeps us in it every night. Had a couple games that has been tough, but this team is playing tough. They're they're kind of throwing it back a little bit to to some more aggressive teams, and uh, they're not shying down from fights. It's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, but I I think I'm gonna take. Uh, I think I'm going to take Lucas Raymond. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I, I like, I just, there isn't anything t- to me flashy. He just gets the job done. And that's kind of okay. what I, if I'm going to start a franchise, 
that's how I, that's how I want to start is someone that's just there to get the job done and it's just a good player. Yeah, I'm gonna take the flashy guy, uh, and and we'll, we'll we'll go at it and it'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that is all that I got for you today. Uh, one more time, where can people find you on the the social medias, your YouTube channel? I think the YouTube is what I'm trying to promote the most. Uh, I'm, I'm guys. So best way to put it is I am, I am promoting baseball content uh, for your Sunday league teams for uh, you know, youth players. Uh, I'm just trying to make it all uh, inclusive. Um, mm-hmm. I did just break down a bunting video uh, from my bunt against San Francisco. Uh, I'm going to try to use other players in the future, but right now I'm just using myself just to kind of grow the channel. Um, but I'm also doing gaming stuff, uh, life beyond the diamond, which goes into golf, fishing, hunting. So, if, uh, and I'm probably going to be skating with the Red Wings when they play the Hurricanes in Raleigh. So you're going to be taking the ice with the Red Wings. I have oh, ice experience. Gonna, I'm not Juan Soto. I'm not Juan Soto. We're good. You're going to throw a cross check. Uh, I'm just going to try to score on, on our goalies. That's the only thing that matters. Okay, okay. So I'm just going to, I mean, I'm going to keep it simple. I'm not going to hurt myself. I'm just going to go out, have some fun. I mean, shoot, I got a hockey stick right there. Like yeah. I'm not, I know, I know how to play a little bit. So, okay, okay. but, but regardless, uh, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm trying to film as much as I can in the off season and sharing it with, uh, social media and we'll probably do some spring training stuff too, which will be fun. Um, so that, that'll be cool. So just trying to grow the channel, but yeah, uh, if you guys go to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Cole Irvin, uh, you will find me or just type in Cole Irvin, scroll down a little bit, find the check mark. That's me. And then, uh, yeah. And then on my, uh, Instagram and Twitter, it's all swerving underscore Irvin 19. And there's no G in Irvin. Yes. Yes, there is not. <laughs> all right. That is all that we got for you guys today. Make sure to subscribe to the Locked On A's podcast as well as Cole Irving's channel. Uh, y- you got to do it. And also we're at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. If you have any questions for us, please fill up that mailbag. Going on paternity leave soon. I would like those questions. Locked On Athletics, gmail.com. That's all that we got for you guys today. So uh, until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.